everybody. Welcome to Talk Like a Lady Season 2. It's a podcast where we find out all about our favorite ladies. I'm Carly Morton. And I'm Jessica Fontana. And today our guest is Ashley Ani, and she is the Democratic candidate for Missouri State Rep in District 14. Uh, and that's where we live. So <laughs> we're yep. super, super excited to talk to you tonight. Very. Hello. Super welcome. excited to be here tonight, ladies. Yes. Thank you for having me. Late night podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So most important question of the night, what are we drinking tonight? We're drinking Boda Box. Us too. Nighthawk Black. Us too. Rich red wine blend. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's you told us boxed wine, and that's what we got. Rich and jammy. Yeah. It's uh, real it's good. Rich, it's rich. It's bold. It's dark. It's jammy. And <laughs> they had me at jammy. So. Me too. <laughs> and also, uh, we each brought our mm-hmm. own box, mm-hmm. and we're using the boxes to hold up the computer so we can I brought mine into the office in case I need a refill. (laughs) Us too. Only we refilled before because ours is currently holding up the computer. Yeah. (laughs) Fair. Because we're fancy. Um, Yeah, it's real good. Anybody listening, seriously, you can like sweet and like it and you can like more dry and Mm -hmm. like it. It's really good. Told you. I go through these things like... Mm -hmm. I don't know what giant boxes of wine I drink all of. (laughs) Um, Who is your badass lady tonight? My badass lady is the author Ijeoma Aluo. Um, She wrote the book, So You Want to Talk About Race. And that was really my first sort of foray into really understanding um, how to show up as an anti-racist white person. Uh, in my community, and it really changed the way I really kind of look at race relations in this country. And I'm forever grateful for that woman for that reason. That's amazing. I haven't read that one. I should add it to the list. I have. It's a really a good listen. I'm an audiobook gal, yes. and okay. it's a pretty good listen. Yeah, I. I've kind of always done an audiobook here and there, but the last couple of years I've really gotten into them. But here's why. Mm. I can listen to an audiobook and I can read like two other books. So it's like I feel like I'm yeah. getting all my reading in all the time. Right. And nice. I listen while I'm doing like data entry bullshit that has to be done and it's easy so I don't have to pay that much attention to it. The data entry, not the book. I pay attention to the book. (laughs) I knew what you meant. Obviously. As a writer, I've always been super jealous of people who are able to listen to something and like really take it in as they work because I can't have multiple words happening in my brain. It'll explode, I think. So um, I've never been able to do that. So I, I only listen to like books and podcasts when I'm like, like on a walk or doing the dishes or doing stuff around the house or, you know, so I always have to just find like little snippets <laughs> where I can listen to right. stuff. Yeah. For like, I don't know, 10 years now that's, I discovered that having something in my ear when I work actually focuses me. So I like, I can, 
I can do all that. Because if I don't, I'm I'm like thinking of a million other things. Yes. Like, what do I need to do at home? What's my grocery list? It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. <laughs> Did you feed that dog? <laughs> Did I shut the garage? <laughs> no. Everything. No. Yeah, it's special. Oh, um, it's always no. <laughs> it's always no. What the um, hell what's your organization that you want to highlight? The organization is uh, Feed Northland Kids. Um, it's a local group here in the Kansas City Northland that really focuses on making sure kids who are uh, experiencing hunger um, are being fed um, and have have opportunities to um, get the, the food they need. So um, they've been doing an incredible job um, since COVID started with really supporting the community and supporting our local school districts um, and making sure kids are eating. Um, it's it's a big problem that I think goes um, unseen a lot in our community, but uh, one in seven Northland kids um, has experienced hunger and wow. that's too many. Ugh, yeah. I just got chills. I don't like yeah. that. Um, yeah. I was wondering because I know that uh, a lot of the schools were doing lunches for any kids that needed them. That this was my question too. So. Right. So I didn't know if it was from Feed Northland Kids or if it was from somewhere else. I think that there was like a partnership there. I'm not totally so sure, um, but I think that there was like a partnership um, with Feed Northland Kids and some of the school districts as yeah, well. So. That's awesome because they were yeah. also not only handing out breakfast and lunch, but they had those giant like veggie boxes. Yeah. Yeah, Like the CSA boxes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they were just like, Hey, do you want this box of vegetables? And I was like, you can give it to someone that needs it more, but thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It was the one time I went to the school because I was like, no, Mm -mm." you know what? My kid's teacher was like, go, because if they don't, if they, if we don't get the numbers, then they won't give it to the school anymore. Right. So yeah. we went a couple times a week just to kind of like, yeah, you know, yeah. make the numbers go up. It was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty awesome too. And they, it, they're still doing it too. Now, any, any kids that need lunch now can go up and get it, even if they're not at that school. Or at least that's what the email said. <laughs> yeah. Well, and even this summer they had, um, I think that they were like, you could even purchase for like a very, very low price, like a meal, like if they wanted to bring it home for their parents or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it was, it was like, um, it was a discounted price, yeah. but I mean, it was good. It was like decent meals. Yeah. I That's never cool. complain. I mean, like I went to public school. I grew up in uh, Lenexa on the Kansas side. So um, my public school food was always pretty good. <laughs> like, right. I didn't have too many complaints about it. Right. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was back when they decided that pizza was a vegetable because of the tomato sauce, though. Right. So I had a pretty That's good. That's true. I mean, there. I, I tell myself pizza. that now. Right. <laughs> I'll eat pizza Same. right now and it's a vegetable. <laughs> It's a superfood. If you put veggies on top, it's pretty much covering all your bases. It really does. I agree. I totally agree. So you grew up in Lenexa. Uh, Can you just tell us about what it was like where where in Lenexa? I mean, not your address or anything. I'll give you my exact address and my social security (laughs) number. Here's my neighbor's (laughs) names. Uh, no, I can't do that because I still use the last four digits of my home phone number growing up as like every <laughs> pin I have. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> hey, if you can remember it, good for you. <laughs> My husband hates me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My husband's a cybersecurity professional for <laughs> those of you who are listening he's, to the podcast. <laughs> he's going to make us just like beep that part yes. out. He's like, you don't even have to, s- don't don't cut it out. Just beep. <laughs> yeah, anytime you hear a long beep, it's me giving way too much personal information. Mm-hmm. It's also going to be Carly doing the actual yeah it's not gonna be a beep noise it's gonna be me i love it uh yeah so i grew up in lenexa um i um had a pretty i'd say idyllic childhood um my parents are still together my dad worked he was an executive at um a um local the construction company. Um, my mom stayed at home with us and did a lot of uh, philanthropy work. Um, she opened her own business. She's an interior decorator. So she did that for a while. She worked out of the home um, for some other local companies as well, off and on. I think when we got a little bit older and, um, you know, weren't bugging her as much in the house. <laughs> <Right>. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I grew up, I went to um, public school in the Shawnee Mission School District. Um, I graduated from Shawnee Mission Northwest. I was um, went to KU, graduated with a degree in communications <laughs> and English. Rock chalk. That's right. Rock chalk, Jayhawk. <laughs> I get a lot of shit for that here on the Missouri side now that I'm running for office. People are like, stop telling people you went to KU. <laughs> I mean, you're closer I to mean, KU than Mizzou, on. so let's just be fact. real. Yeah. <laughs> Super fact. <laughs> Did you, do you have any siblings? I have a younger brother. Okay. Um, he is. He lives in KCK now. He's a chef, or Ooh. he was one before COVID hit. Right. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, he and his wife live in KCK. Um, he's just a few years younger than I am, and he's just one of the best people in the whole world. I well, adore that's him. Awesome. I wish. I wish that my brother was a chef. Yeah, my brother. Like he's always like. Come come to my work and we'll take your blood. And I'm like, no, <laughs> ew. So your brother's a vampire? He's a vampire. Yes. yes. Nailed it. Correct. <laughs> I'm not supposed to tell anyone because, like, the Illuminati. Come to my or work whatever. and I'll take your blood. <laughs> yes. To work. <laughs> ooh. Ooh. Yeah, we're Gross. special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my brother's awesome. He did this really cool thing for my stepdaughter earlier this year. She loves sushi. And uh, for her birthday, he came and he came to our house and gave her a private sushi making lesson. And then Aww. the whole family was there. So we all got to have this big sushi feast oh, at the end. It was man, really fun. That is and amazing. She loved it. I'm yeah. going to request that service as well, please. <laughs> right. Well, right. he's out of work, so he's taking new gigs. <laughs> Sweet. You're like, yes. can you come to my front porch and make me sushi? You Listen, don't even have to come in. Let my me... 40th birthday plans have been like oh. completely fucked over, so that's that should true. be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Custom homemade sushi. Yeah. He, I mean, he's super talented. He was a sous chef at uh, Corbino. When they opened uh, for a while, then he was the executive chef at a restaurant in uh, Lawrence called Bon Bon. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, he's incredibly talented. I mean, just incredibly mm-hmm. talented. It's it's heartbreaking that the industry has taken such a hit. I know. So many have. It's really sad. I hate everything. Yeah. <laughs> Let's thanks, Trump. <laughs> I, I blame him. Uh, so how, like, how was school for you? Did you enjoy school? Was it rough? Like what? 
I loved school. Um, I didn't love the school part. I loved the social aspect of it. I was always, uh, my every report card I think I ever got was, Ashley's a great student, but she talks too much or she talks too loudly or she's too social. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is something that has never changed. (laughs) Uh, And um, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I was, I'm I'm the oldest kid in my my family. So I, um, we definitely had like the oldest kid, youngest kid dynamic for sure. I was overachiever. Um, my poor little brother was constantly feeling, you know, he started high school and everyone's like, Oh, you're Ashley's little brother. (laughs) And he was like, I was like super preppy and involved in everything and played soccer and was on the dance team and like blah, blah, blah. And he was like, like super emo. Was he like emo? Yeah. He's like played like like, instruments and he was an artist and he's like, fuck off. I'm nothing like this. He's like, I hate her. And now he's a super cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That tracks. It does. it does track. It does track. Yeah. It really does. Uh, yeah. I think that like in my adulthood, I, I like slowly got cooler so I could be like almost as cool as him. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was always the one who like followed the rules. and did. Right. So when you were younger, sorry, I'm no. like totally going here. Go. When you were younger, did you get along with girls or like going to school? Did you get along with girls? Yeah. Yes, I did. I tended to have more guy friends in high school. We cannot tell you how many people have said that. That's why I asked it. Yes. It's, yeah. it's we, so it's, common. We have to know. Yeah. yeah. It's so common. It's really interesting. And and when I look back on it, I don't know if it's that um, it just I just got along better with guys in some aspects or if... Um, it girls, was kind of girls are scary in high school. Girls man. are scary. <laughs> girls scared me in middle school. I think middle school girls yes. really scared me away. I had. I think it traumatized you. My and then freshman in high year, school, yeah. Mm-hmm, my freshman year of high school, I had a situation where I was in a group of friends, and it was guys and girls, and we all did everything together all the time. Uh, and then eventually, we all sort of paired up, and we were all dating each other. Well, the end of my freshman year, my boyfriend broke up with me. And when that happened, I was out of the friend group. You lost everybody. Inexplicably. These are, these are girls who I had known for years and like been friends with for a while. And so like when it happened, I was like, what? Like that was, that was traumatizing. Like really, truly. I think like out from everybody we've talked to, I think it's a couple things. Like, I think it's an insecurity thing that you like, that you get along with guys better. And probably why those girls stuck with the guys, really. Like, they, it's scary. It's, you don't yeah. want to be an outcast, you know? Totally. But I think it's, like, for me and Carly, yeah, maybe we're weirdos, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, maybe we, cu- we, we cuss a lot. Yeah. Like, we understand yeah. dirty jokes, like... <laughs> We make the most we amount of a lot dirty, of dirty jokes. jokes. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's part of it. But I really think like that in like right. the insecurity think, of things. I think it's total insecurity. I think that for me, it was I didn't feel like I could be myself around the girls like I could around the guys because I I am the same way. I tell dirty jokes. I have right. a foul mouth. Yeah. I am. I'm not. Afraid we, to say whatever. We I'm should thinking. be friends. We should all be definitely <laughs> should be friends. Damn this um, quarantine! <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, I hate 
great that we have to do this virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do it yeah, again so I think, together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was, it was uh, an interesting time, but then I will say this, I joined a sorority in college. Damn girl. Yikes. Right. Yeah. So that's right. What and why? Um, I think that mostly I was like terrified of being lonely um, in college. Even though I went to KU from uh, from Lenexa, most of the people in my graduating class actually went to K State. So I was kind of um, not many of my friends like went to my college. So I basically started over in college, mm-hmm. um, made all new friends, just all of it. Um, and being in a sorority as obnoxious as it was like in the moment <laughs> it was one of the best like all of my closest friends now were sorority sisters that's mm-hmm. nice uh, we all eventually dropped our sorority <laughs> we didn't oh, there make you it go. to the end just hang out <laughs> but um you're all like but yeah. this. <laughs> bye bye uh. um yeah it was my senior year of college I lived in a 15-bedroom house. Jesus. It wasn't a sorority house. It was just a (laughs) 15-bedroom house. Right off of campus, right next to the Hawk. Oh, shit. You guys are familiar. It's it's that giant house, two houses Uh to the left of the Hawk. That was a giant house. house. It's like three stories, and my room was in the basement, right under the living room. (laughs) Oof. Ooh. So, so it was so fun. So you know, I didn't sleep a lot. Um, well, then do you do you have any advice of what you would tell your teenage self? Like, don't worry, you're gonna hang out with all the girls later. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that's a really good question. <laughs> I would. I mean, any any advice to my younger self is. You are so much hotter than you think you are. <laughs> It'll start Bitch, there. You aren't fat, okay? <laughs> yes. You're skinnier. Yes. You are skinny and beautiful, and goddamn it, your boobs look so good. But keep them there. And and all the people that you think are mad at you or are talking about you. you, it's not a thing. Not. And also, those people aren't that cool. Either. Right? <laughs> if they are, then fuck them. Right. <laughs> Who cares? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's <laughs> and I didn't learn that lesson until like I hit thirty. Right. Like, it took I, me a minute to figure out how to be okay with. Myself. I mean, I'm. St- I feel like I'm right. still learning some of it. It's just. Yeah. A, it's really an ongoing thing. Yep. Never stop. That's why I think that older women are so awesome. Because amazing. They and Lizzo. Zero fucks <laughs> and Lizzo. And Lizzo. <laughs> she figured it out in her twenties, and I don't yes. know how she did it, right. but. She's like uh, and Billie Eilish. I love her too. She's fucking amazing. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Like I just they they've got it figured out. I they just yeah, I did not. They don't care anymore. Yeah. I dig it. I do too. I hope like I have two boys. She has a daughter. I hope that that generation of children I shouldn't say especially the girls, but there is a societal thing for girls and I hope that these girls now learn now that it's like all this right. stuff we're talking about right that, yeah like, it's, yeah, it's, it's a hard just, thing to teach we grew up in a very difficult time for right for girls for... <laughs> <sighs> speaking of girls who were your uh 
the women influencers in your life growing up? The biggest influence in my life was my mother, of course. I feel like most people say that. Um, my mom is just, she grew up in a family of, she had 12 siblings, <gasps> uh, Spanish Catholic. Yep. Uh, so, so, uh, Catholic, a lot of babies. Don't um, be stereotypical, guys. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, so yeah, so she she had a lot to overcome. She's also um, yeah, she's Hispanic and she's Native American, and um, she grew up in Colorado Springs. They had, um, you know, they weren't super wealthy. They weren't. Uh, they were a minority family. Um, and they had a lot of struggles. And um, my mom was the first of her siblings. She was fifth in line of 13. And she was the first and only sibling to go to college for a very long time. Wow. Like right after high school, um, she got herself a scholarship and got the hell out. And um, she, uh, she's just, she modeled a, a life for me and like a, a personality for me that I don't think that I fully appreciated until I was an adult, obviously, because we don't ever appreciate our parents until we're right. adults. But Correct. <laughs> um, as a kid, I remember thinking, why would anyone want to stay at home with their kids? Like, oh God, we're awful. Like that sounds terrible. Man, you I know, think like, that right the fuck now. <laughs> <laughs> As we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think parents now can relate. Um, yes. 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I just saw that though as like a, almost like a, I don't want to say a weakness, but like, I just, I didn't respect it a whole lot, which is really shitty because kids are shitty. Right. Um, but as I got older, I really started to appreciate the relationship and like the give and take and the partnership she and my dad had and still have. Um, and it's such a great model, not only for, um, a, a woman, but just like as a human and a person and, and learning how to be in a relationship with somebody else. Um, you know, just, she just, she supported my dad's career in a way that he wouldn't have been able to have his career if she hadn't stayed home. He wouldn't have been able to do what he did if it wasn't for her. And so that is the piece I never, I never understood. And now I'm in a relationship. I'm married to a man who we have a fantastic partnership. We complement each other so well. Um, I, there's no way I'd be able to run for office if it wasn't for him. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and there are a lot of things that I think that he probably couldn't do if it weren't for me. So, um, that she she modeled that beautifully and i got my love for helping other people from her she was always doing something to give back whether it was through junior league or something else she was just hyper involved and mm -hmm. i always loved that and wanted to be like that so yay mom yeah, yeah. i think a lot of stay-at-home moms get the bad rap that oh yeah they do and from bitches like me. For, right. like, mm, why do you want to stay home? Right. Yeah, but it's, it's me different too. when I'm you're just like, mm, fuck the shit. It's different <laughs> when you're a teenager and you're like, why would you want to do that? When you're an adult and you think like, listen, I don't, I'm not a stay-at-home yeah. mom prior It's not to this. for me, but right. I definitely right. understand I could work it. from oh, home. Yeah. I just want my kids at school. <laughs> right. Even yeah. though they're not right now, but... <laughs> Um, no, I think like, I think it, as an adult, you should understand that it's hard 
work. It's yes. a job. <laughs> like it's not. Um, it's a full ass job yes. yep. where you're not getting paid shit. Yeah, I mention I mention my mother in law in almost every. Hey, Nancy. <laughs> every podcast we do. <laughs> mm-hmm. But she was a stay-at-home mom, and she I feel like she always like plays her role down. She's like, eh, whatever. But she was like, I, there was, she was so important in everything in that family. And I just don't think even she doesn't like acknowledge that. So yeah. it's so well, I also important. Think that, like stay-at-home moms are, are part of, the village that working moms need, you know, I mean, my mom was a PTA mom. She was there for every Halloween party. Like she, she, and she did that because she knew other parents couldn't make it. And she wanted to be there. She wanted to make sure that the kids knew that there were parents who were involved and who cared. And like, it meant nothing at the time. And it Mm -hmm. means everything as an adult you know mm-hmm. like it just means so much now to know See, that she did that not just for me but for the other kids I'm like, i fucking hate those parties <laughs> i just do no i don't hate them i go to every damn party but it makes me happy that you say as an adult you appreciate that because like i want my kids to remember that <laughs> yeah that you were there not that yeah, I, it's not like i want to be like thank you mom but i want them to rem- like, maybe, have those memories so that yes. makes me happy maybe because yeah. i have not missed a party. <laughs> so many parties. Do you embarrass your kids at these parties though? Because my mom once showed up to a Halloween party in curlers, uh-huh. like like rollers in her hair and like a <laughs> robe. And she was like a, she was a, I don't even know. I think she went as like a stay at home mom. I think she was like a caricature of herself. <laughs> That's nice. brilliant. Um, for how, and she showed up in like no makeup I and mean, she just looked crazy. And I was like, oh, my God. oh I no. Try. Like, I was I so try to embarrass my kid. I to review. Um, I I like to just be in the corner. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't do anything to call attention to myself if I yeah. can help it. Be like, <laughs> I'll be. I'll be here. I'm gonna be under that desk over there if you need anything. Just yeah, behind the wave. Ground. Yeah, wave a little. <laughs> That's amazing, though. That's. I like that you had that relationship. Yeah. Your mom sounds awesome. Hey, Ashley. Mom, mom is really awesome. She's great. I'm gonna I'm gonna have her listen to this podcast. She'll yeah. love it. Cool. Tell her she's I say also fuck a lot. <laughs> oh, she's. We've got a joke in my family where my mom like acts like she's offended by all of our curse words, <laughs> and we like she like one year like a long long time ago it was Christmas, and someone said like shit or fuck or something, and she was <laughs> don't say fuck on Christmas. Like she was so upset. <laughs> And we were all like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, and, and she's like, she's always saying this stuff. And then like two minutes later, she'll be like, God damn it. Like, what are you doing? Like, don't listen. Which is worse on Christmas? Fuck or, or God, God damn, damn it? it. Fair. Fair. That yeah. I mean, like, so question. now it's like the running joke will be just be like, don't say shit on Sunday. Or like, don't whatever. Say shit like, on Sunday. <laughs> okay. I have a request. When quarantine is over, I would like to hang out with you and your mom. Yeah, let's hang and out. And I'll bring oh my, my mother-in-law. She <laughs> would be so down for that. For also, like, her name is Genevieve, and like all my friends like to call her Genevieve because like it's Genevieve. a really cool name. Yeah, it's a great yeah. name. So people are always like, "How's Genevieve?" Genevieve. Does she yeah. go by something shorter? No, she hates when people call her Jenny. Yeah, her mother-in-law does. 
She's oh. your what? <laughs> hey, Jenny. Her mother-in-law calls her Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that seems like a a, a petty mother-in-law thing. No, I'm <laughs> actually not. Totally. She, oh, she not? thinks she's she thinks she's shortening it. She thinks she, she thinks my mom loves it. <laughs> like, oh, bless but her she's heart. A sweet old lady. <laughs> it's so fun to say Genevieve. That's okay. right. Tell Genevieve I say Dude, hello. If I knew anybody, well, I'm gonna know somebody with the name right. of Genevieve, but. That's a great name. We are. It we're really in the same. We're all. We live. We're all neighbors here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe not Genevieve, but and Genevieve wants to end gun violence, so it makes me happy. Yeah. We could totally be friends. We're gonna be friends now. Yeah. 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 I love it. <laughs> I'm very excited. That's it. That's it. Podcast over. <laughs> Genevieve's more social than I am, too. I should say that. So, like, any excuse for like a social outing, she is super Sweet. into it. She's Can she come she and redecorate my house? I can't <laughs> wait to be out of this quarantine. Listen, I'm like, if you haven't figured it out, I'm, I say this every damn time too, but you don't know this. I'm an introvert. <laughs> so some of this is great for me, but it's the small, I miss the small groups. I want to hang out with yeah. Genevieve and Ashley and Carly. Yeah. I kind of want to just like sit in a driveway and drink things. Let's do. Oh, we could do that now. We could do that. Let's right. do that. Okay. Let's plan we could it. Definitely do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have a cold. We might have to wait till after the election, but yes. Yes. Correct. <laughs> that that makes sense. That we can do. We'll have us a little election party. Yeah. Oh God. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, Forty nine days. Uh, I took Facebook. from the day of recording. Yes. Yes. I took Facebook. Are you excited off of my or phone. are you scared? Both. Yes. How many mm-hmm. people are in District Fourteen? There are a little over twenty five thousand registered voters here. I don't oh, know how many shit. residents off the top of my head, um, but. Um, just to give you an idea though, uh, between myself and my opponent are, um, the number of votes we got in the primary are just over 7,000 combined, I think. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, well, I mean, it's a primary. Uh, okay. But, sure. Um, but still. Voting is so much fun. I, I like it. I like it. I want to go love, in there. I, I want to tell the old people democracy. my name. I want yeah. a fucking sticker. Mm-hmm. I want to fill that bubble out just right. right. And have like yes. anxiety flashbacks to scantrons right. that I may have fucked up in high school. Scantrons <laughs> are the worst. Even like pre-quarantine, I love to take my children with me. Right. Mm-hmm. My poor children. Like I drive them nuts with like, and they're awesome-ness. boys. They're boys. So I'm like constantly like, listen, boundaries and like, all, like so many I things. I love it. Boys need that. I they mean, do. so much. They but, really do. <laughs> oh, you have no, it's, I'm special, but <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> but I would take them to vote with me and they would get their future voter stickers. Yeah, and I'd be it. like, you guys, you have to, like, I would tell them every time, this is so important. I miss that. Well, I Anna and I always just talk about it. She'll okay, who are you voting for? What what do they do? <laughs> why are you voting today? It's a primary. You have to pick someone. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm voting today. And you know, I mean, she's 11, so it's yeah, not but you like you got to start. She gets it. But yeah. She gets it. 
Yeah. No, my stepdaughter is, I mean, she's 10 and she, she gets enough of it. And she, mm-hmm. she always talks about how she wishes she could vote for me. She helped me drop lit oh. on the um, 100th anniversary of women's suffrage. Yes. Um, a bunch of my mom's demand action friends um, offered to do a, an all lady lit drop for me. So we all got together socially distanced in a parking lot. Right. They brought their daughters. <gasps> I brought uh, my stepdaughter and we all went out and dropped lit together to celebrate the 100th anniversary of suffrage. And it can we, so recreate cool. that with that me is and Carly. so cool it was so cool that's so cool can i bring my yeah. little feminist sons hey, they're um yes well one of one of the volunteers brought her son he's 18 and he's about to go to college but in his own house right. <laughs> and um, right. he came and showed up too i mean like right. it's, uh, it's there's amazing. a there's a lit drop on saturday this saturday yes i saw a shirt recently that was like boys will be you know, like instead of where it says boys, it was like feminist. Yeah. And but I'm like, yes, <laughs> I want that shirt. Yes, yes. I, I reposted something on Instagram. Um, last, let me pull it up. It's really funny. Um, I think I put this on my stories last night. It says, uh, someone's tweet English is my third language, so help a girl out. Is it pronounced, is it pronounced boys will be boys or society's inability to acknowledge that toxic masculinity <laughs> is rampant and such a notion just encourages an environment where the patriarchy is held unaccountable? <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, I think okay. it's the second one. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I picked B. One. I picked B and your understanding <laughs> of the language is great. <laughs> okay. So... So, okay, you're running. What do we, okay, what do we call state rep from District 14? Are you a Congress person? How does this work? A state legislator. A legislator. Yeah, or a lawmaker or a state representative. Like, I think that those are pretty much like the We were trying to decide why everyone gets called random ass shit when they're (laughs) like, what are you? Yeah. Well, because like senators are in Congress, right? Yes. Yes. But and state state representatives are called congressmen and congresswomen, right? Am I wrong? We don't know. No, I think that's correct. I think that I think that that representatives at the federal level are. Yes. Congress people yes. right. and senators, but it's it's like a circle or it's like a square and a rectangle thing. Yes. Like a, a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not yes. always a square. Right. Yes. <laughs> like, it's, it's that, it's, but with our democracy. Yeah. Right. I don't like it. It's, it's confusing. It's, it's like the English language. Like, just make things clear. <laughs> right. Well, one of my, one of the reasons I'm running and one of the reasons I got involved in politics in the first place is because it has become abundantly clear to me that our democracy has been set up for a select few. Yes. Our democracy 100%. is not set up for everybody to understand it and participate in it. Yep. And it actively discourages people from participating. So folks can hold on to power. And that's something that it's taken me a long time to really understand that. And I know that that comes from an enormous place of privilege. 100%. I mean, having, having grown up in Johnson County, um, I know I grew up in a bubble. I was desperate to move to Missouri because all of my childhood, Missouri was purple. All of my, all, all growing up, I saw Missouri and I was like, Oh, Kansas is so red, but Missouri is purple. 
I get to Missouri and it has been gerrymandered to hell. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, was like, it has been. Yeah, you came we've to We've had a Republican another. super majority since <laughs> yes. 2008. Yes. So, yes. yeah, it's not great. Um, no. Yeah, so it's it's tough. And and I I'm not. I'm a communicator by trade. I mean, I'm a, I'm a copywriter. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I own a marketing agency. And so my job is to get the right messages in front of the right people um, to get my point across uh, for my clients. And So you're a good I, politician. Yeah. <laughs> Just get so that point can, across. Can you change, well, can you change the democratic way? I'm we a don't get our message across. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a big part of the problem. My husband and I talk yes. about it a lot because he is someone who hasn't always voted blue. Um, he, he is now. He better very vote for much. You. <laughs> oh no, he is now. He is. Uh, yes, he is hundred percent on board. He Good even voted job. for Hillary. Um, Good job. So yeah, way to go. Uh, so he's yeah, but he has this. He has the same complaint. Is it's like. The Democratic Party can't get its shit together. No, correct. Like, we can't get our shit together. We're not good at getting our messaging mm-hmm. out correctly. Like we start movements like uh, defund the police and Black Lives Matter. And yes, these are great movements. Wonderful. I stand behind them. Mm-hmm. However, could we maybe brand the movement in a way that feels a little more inclusive? Yes. Yes, we could. <laughs> um, do I understand why they are the way they are? Yes, 100%. But if we want to be a big tent party, we need to make sure that we're thinking of every single person, not just a select few. Um, I say that, and I will also caveat that with Black lives absolutely fucking 100 fucking percent. <laughs> One billion percent. I'm not saying yeah. that we shouldn't right. listen to the BLM movement. We absolutely. Should. We should listen to people of color when they tell us there's something wrong and we need to address it. Correct. Um, and we, we absolutely need to do that. However, we could do a better job of branding. <laughs> yes. So that's where I stand. Right. Well, and that comes like, like, you know, as a white lady who's been a lot of, around a lot of white people that don't understand either of those movements. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't judge them. I like totally agree. I, I understand it. Yeah. But there is a group of people that, take it very differently than it's intended and it's frustrating but mm-hmm. i also think like at the same time while i th- i i i 100% agree i also think like these other people take the time to do some research <laughs> like mm, that requires reading i know but, but it's like, the thing. when you're in a media bubble the way so many people yeah, are yeah they believe the research is done by paying attention to the news and the news that they consume is mostly propaganda. And so that, that's where the problem lies. It's Fox news, but also a lot of local news (laughs) now is, I mean, like the Sinclair broadcast group has their dirty little paws and a lot of stuff. And I mean, some of the stuff that's being, that's being, I mean, (laughs) so, uh, like as far as your career, seriously, like I know you kind of touched on what got you into politics, but what like took you over the edge to decide you wanted to do that? That you were gonna like run. to actually run. It's a yeah. different. It's different to like be in poli- into politics mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then run. Because yeah. like, I'm into politics. But to review, I like to hide under desks. I yes. would never do it. <laughs> and, 
at elementary school class right. parties. <laughs> People scare me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. Um, it's been a wild ride. Uh, that's for sure. I've always been super political. So I've always um, volunteered on campaigns and um, part of the inspiration for me is so I, I, I've had a, a career in marketing and advertising. I've worked for several agencies here in Kansas City um, and I opened my own agency in 2018. Um, I, I'm a writer. Um, I'm a creative director. I love what I do. I think I'm pretty darn good at it. Um, what do you write? Advertising copy. So, um, advertisements, billboards, website content. Hi, I have a journalism degree. Pick me. (gasps) (laughs) Pick me. I, I could have gotten a journalism degree, but I went with communications instead. Right. They're, the, they're the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, except one's way more prestigious. Is it, though? <laughs> yes, yes. People think that communications is a cop-out. And I'm like, oh. you say that. You have to but do I the work. tell people shit. Right. So all the, other, all the things that you just said sounded very sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> Super fancy. You are fancy. Well, look at you. Good fancy. <laughs> I am so not fancy. I am drinking boxed wine in a tank top because I am sweating right now. Okay. So that's, well, Me too. <laughs> Literally, I'm drinking boxed wine in a tank top that says, shut up, Karen. <laughs> so I was what? wondering what who was being shut up on your shirt. I can only see shut up. <laughs> like shut up who who this so, white cat and its name is Karen. What we're discovering is that journalism and communications are equal. Yes, tank tops and box tank tops, wine. Box yeah. wine. We're basically the same person, right? As we far are as I'm the same people. We're the okay, same. continue. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, so I had this career in marketing and advertising, um, and. After I started my business, um, I started getting more involved in organizations up here in the Northland, like Moms Demand Action and Northland Progress. Mm-hmm. And um, I met some people who were really involved in politics. And um, I started thinking, how can I use what I do to help in the political realm? And mm-hmm. I was like, I can brand campaigns. I can I can help people with their branding. I can build websites for candidates. I can't, you know, like I started thinking of all these things that, that my agency could do to help. Um, and so we started there. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with James Shackleford, who's running in the 16th district. Um, he's a good friend of ours. Um, he and his wife are really amazing people, adore them. Um, we branded his campaign. We built his website. Um, we helped him when he was just kind of starting out and, and getting off the ground. And um, between that and all of the other stuff I was doing, I just started getting more connected in this mm-hmm. world um, and just and really just meeting more people and kind of seeing what people do and how people are really involved in politics. Um, and I will say that happened around the same time I read the book uh, Sapiens. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Sapiens. It's I'm a brief familiar. History of I have humankind. not. I, I have not read, read it. it. It's a beast. Again, a really good listen. I don't think I could have tackled it reading it. I think I would have been mm-hmm. really intimidated. Um, it basically talks about the history of, of humans from, you know, Neanderthals to now. And it talks about the societies we've built and the religions we've created and the, the uh, political, um, you know, empires we've built and that have crumbled. And I mean, just everything 
And the biggest takeaway that I took from that, from reading that book, listening to that book is everything is a fucking construct. We have made everything up from day one. So I have lived a life where I have, I have taken in all of this information from people and I've just taken it as gospel. And I was never, not that I never thought critically, but I didn't think critically enough about Mm -hmm. what was being fed to me. And when I started looking at that in the political context and also having lived in, I lived in Des Moines, Iowa in 2016, 2015 and 2016. So, um, of course, Iowa is ground zero. Is that a big old swing state? Yes. No, it's pretty red now. It Um, is? Yeah, it's pretty red. Um, But it's the state to be in if you're running for president. Um, Yeah, it's dumb. I was at, I sorry, Iowa. Uh, I didn't mean it. Sorry. Yeah, listen, I was like super <laughs> duper white. So the fact Dude, that it like can determine a presidency is shocking. Um, right. But that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I was there. I was at Hillary's like, you know, campaign kickoff event. I met her. I volunteered on her campaign. Like the moment she announced, I was like in it to win it. Like I, I knocked doors. I, I mean, on election day, 2016, I knocked doors for 12 hours to get out the vote. I came home, I poured myself some bourbon, and I cried the rest of the night. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was oh. rough. It was because it was uh, November 8th, right? When yeah, the world so. went to hell. Uh, because the next day was Anna's birthday, and I had been up, like, the whole night before just sobbing. Mm-hmm. And... She woke up and she was like, did Hillary win? Did Hillary win? And then I was like, no. And I was like crying because it was horrible. And then she was like, this is the worst birthday ever. And I was like, baby, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I tried my best. I I voted. I don't know. Bless her heart. Like, it was, she Uh, was was, so sad. So bad. I was actually um, separated from my ex-husband at the time. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I was living alone in our house in Iowa and um, we hadn't talked for a while. He called me the next day to check out in on he me. Was like, he was like, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> like he was legit concerned about like if I had gotten out of bed or, right. or do you need, you know, like, do you need anything? Some coffee? No, he didn't go that maybe? far. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> he didn't offer anything. He just checked it. Are you alive? Okay. Goodbye. Noted. Click. Yeah. It was, it was basically that. But um, okay, yeah. So so being in Iowa and being in a state where a ton of presidential candidates kind of came through, and I got to actually like meet them. Like, you know, I saw Ted Cruz up close and personal at the Iowa State Fair. Ew. Ew. He's a smarmy motherfucker. I know. I would so just like to slap oh. that smirk off of his face. He's so gross. I um, hate him. He's so he's, yeah. So like. Oh, God. Being there and getting involved in that level and then coming back to Kansas City and I knocked doors for Sharice Davids and oh, um, Claire McCaskill in 2018 and Matt Sane, who is our current state yes. rep, um, yes. in 2018. And he flipped our district. And that gave me so much hope. Um, he flipped our district by only 88 votes. I don't know if you know that. No. But yes, that's Holy how it shit. happened. But he also be an incumbent, which is... That's uh, yeah, saying hard something. to do. Um, but this is like this race is an uphill battle. Like it is not a given. Um, so we've we've got, you know, 
shit to do. But well, um, shit. So yeah. So basically, getting involved in politics was was really. It was kind of like a like a. I just kind of slid into it, kind of slowly. Um, <laughs> but by the time I was really ready to run, um, I. It was an amalgamation of all of those things, all of those things in my head, thinking like everything's a construct. We've made this all up. Who is to say that someone who doesn't think like a politician, isn't a lawyer, can't go in and say, I've got some ideas. You know, I saw people like Sharice Davids winning, AOC winning. I mean, like there are, are people who are outside of the establishment who are getting in there and speaking up for folks who haven't been heard. And that's what... I want to do. I want to be a voice for people who feel like they don't have a connection to their government. Um, all of the lit that I'm dropping off on doors. I don't know if you guys have gotten a flyer from me or anything. I have. Um, I have. Excellent. <laughs> um, so all like the phone number that's on there that calls to my cell phone. I pick up when people call like I, that. Like I will, I will answer when people Note call me. I self. <laughs> you guys have girl you brave um, yeah no i mean i've had like people text me and be like i'm voting for you with like i had someone send Aww. me a really funny gif once like an office gif and like nice. that made my day i'm pretty sure i posted it on facebook and i was like text me please <laughs> text funny, me like, lady. please like me. Um, it's the only thing that makes my day better <laughs> yeah but like i want to be that and i think that's really important and i yeah. realized that like i'm in a position where I can do that. Um, I own a business, so I'm flexible. I can I can scale up or scale down, however, whenever I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a I'm a stepmom, but I'm not a biological mom. I do not have a full time mothering gig that I feel that I have to attend to, um, mm-hmm. nor will I ever. So. I'm, I'm in a good position. I'm, I can, I can go to Jeff city a few days a week and legislate and come back and still run my business. I have an incredibly supportive husband who's just the best in the whole world. And so he's, he's super supportive and, and wants me to succeed and is helping me. I mean, he is probably the one who dropped lit on your door. I'm pretty sure. Aww, because he thanks, hubby. Um, yeah. So like, he's just, he's great and I'm so lucky. And so I just realized that I'm in a position where not only do I have a lot of opinions, uh, do I have a unique background and a unique um, perspective to bring, um, but also that I have um, I have the energy and I have the grit to do it. Running for office isn't for everybody. It's kind mm. of a shit show. Yeah, um, it's exhausting. I, would I may have it. cried at dinner tonight. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to cry at like <laughs> the best place possible, and yeah. sometimes, sometimes it's, it's dinner. dinner. Sometimes it's dinner. Sometimes it's a bedroom. Sometimes, sometimes it's a podcast. Sometimes, you know. oh yeah, I'm known like to just like ugly silent <laughs> cry. Like try not to get sobs onto the podcast. Um, because <laughs> you know. So, you know, we live in a red state. Ew. Yeah. So what do you tell voters who think their vote doesn't matter? Mm. Here's what I'll say. We live in a very gerrymandered state. Yep. Missouri should be purple. But 10 years ago, the Republicans redistricted. And they did it in their, you know, to make sure that they all got reelected. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, cheating. That's so we don't live in a red state, and that's what's really important to remember. We rejected right to work 
as a state. We approved clean Missouri as a state. We approved expanding Medicaid as a state. We approved medical marijuana as a state. We are not a red state ideologically. Right. We are in a place in our politics where people are so polarized. People have chosen a team. They are either right or left. And they choose people to Mm -hmm. idealize on each side. Um, but the issues they believe in, the, it's a right. gray area. It's not right. it's not red and blue. It's it's purple in the middle. People are on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is I I tell people, a fill out your census. <laughs> For the love of God, fill out your census. I did. Be counted. Um, but also, I did, I did too. Your vote <laughs> does count, <laughs> and your vote counts even more if you can spend a little extra time in your life interacting with your democracy, whether that is connecting with your local leaders, um, whether that's voicing your opinion in the legislature, whether that's getting involved in a group. Like I got involved in Moms Demand Action and then I went down to Jeff City and lobbied my legislators about enacting gun violence legislation. That's incredible. That what an incredible experience and opportunity to go to your state capitol and talk to your state rep, talk to other state reps, talk to state senators, um, and talk about the issues that matter most to you. Um, so maybe find a pet issue, you know, whatever that is. For me, it was gun violence. Um, for some people, it's education. For you know, run for your school board if you're worried about what kids are learning. I think right now we should <laughs> all be worried that kids aren't learning correct history. I sure as shit didn't. Correct. Um, like it's depressing. American <laughs> history is yeah. it's right so now. fucked, so it's, and it's whitewashed to so whitewashed. bad. It's, it's bad. So bad. Um, there's a fantastic teacher who I'm going to shout out because I think little, schools uh, teach white privilege. Like that's like, right. absolutely, absolutely yeah. they do. Yeah. Yes. There's a teacher up in um, Nottoway County. Her name is mm-hmm. Jess Piper, and she teaches in Maryville. Um, and she is super vocal on Twitter. She's, I mean, she's super vocal on social media all, all across the board. She's actually now working with the Lincoln project, um, as a rural Democrat who is like very outspoken. She teaches, I think, American history. Um, and she is always talking about how important it is to make sure our kids are, um, learning what really happened. Like actual Um, history. Right. I, yes, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, run for your school board, get involved. We all, I think we've all gotten complacent. And I think a big part of that for, for progressives is we had Obama for eight years and we felt real good about that. Right. And I'm so scary. we didn't work as hard. I did. But feel while good Obama, about that. <laughs> you know, but while he was in office, you guys, we had the Tea Party movement infiltrating. We had, I mean, Mitch McConnell gaining power. We, I mean, we yeah. had Trump moving in and basically showing us how racist our country really is. And so right. we yeah. just, we have to remember that good government doesn't just happen. We have to make it happen because that's what a democracy is. We all have to participate. Whether that's just knocking doors for a candidate or making calls for a candidate or sending them five bucks or 
call again, voicing your concerns to your your representatives. Oh, Whatever man. it is, I you feel have like to participate. I do that all the time. You know where you can um, just have the letters sent and it, it, mm-hmm. it automatically like resist bot. Yes, resist yes. bot. I love that shit Best because it technology. makes it super easy yep. to just tell them what you want because yep. you can just type it out. And they send the letter for you. Yep. Have you um, met Josh Hawley in person? And did he try to suck your soul out? (laughs) This is a real question. No, but I assume he would if I did. (laughs) Okay, Um, cool. I mean, this is why we're friends. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I hate that guy so fucking much. such a Fox I, News attention whore. It is oh, embarrassed. I'm like secondhand right. embarrassed for He's, him all the time. I'm just embarrassed to be in the same state as him. And mm. I just, I hate him. I hate him so much. And I constantly tell him how much I hate him on Twitter. <laughs> I do that to Governor Parson. <laughs> oh, I hate that guy too. <laughs> He's 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 who gets most of my Twitter. Oh my uh, deputy uh, dog! I hate that guy. <laughs> I just I like to remind people every single time I tweet about him that he was unelected. Yeah, he we was did not, not elected elect him to be governor. He just got <laughs> shooed in because From stupid the other bad Greitens with his was, stupid I mean, fucking bigger garbage person. His stupid <laughs> gun commercials. I'm like ugh. How did this happen? I just want to say that I want to be friends with Ashley. Right. (laughs) Right. And um, I, well, I mean, we haven't met in real life because quarantine times. But uh, I first have, like, knew you from being in a My Favorite Murder subgroup on Facebook. So so that's what makes it, like the fucking cherry on top really (laughs) i got a solicitation after i posted i i think i posted like right when i decided to run i think i was just like hey Uh guys i'm running for office here's my website i'm i'm afraid um i got one of one of the guys who was in the group solicited me and was like hey i'm a campaign manager do you do you want me to like do you need any help with your campaign like let me like yeah, Seriously? like it was, and he was like my he's like my girlfriend and I like are both in this group and we both think you're awesome. We love your website. Oh my god! Like, Were you so like, funny. listen, I'm I'm Look, in marketing, so <laughs> I don't I'm need <laughs> your help. No, no, I absolutely do. I hired a campaign. Nice fucking try, though. <laughs> <laughs> listen, margarinos are very oh, giving shit. and. Like, we're passionate about that shit. Right. Murderinos are the best. Like, the communities yes. that have been built around MFM. Yes. I, I constantly tell it's my husband, crazy. like, I'll reference a Facebook group I'm in. I'll be <laughs> like, too. it's just another My Favorite Murder group. <laughs> yes. Like, it's right. another true crime. It's a murder group. It's a, what I we say. talk about murder, but then other things. <laughs> yeah. But also other stuff. <laughs> yeah, I say it to my sister-in-law, too. Because she's she loves true crime, but she's... Like, she doesn't listen to my favorite murder. What? I know. <sighs> I mean, fine, whatever. It fine, took, it fine. took, like, when I first started, I was like, eh. but then I love them. But she, I'll be like, it's a my favorite murder thing. She's like, oh, okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. She gets it. Correct. Yeah. Well, okay. So we, we want to fit in real quick because we live in quite the shitty world. Um, 
Do you have a me too moment that you want to share with us that that would be okay with you? Yeah, absolutely. To talk about. Yeah. So this is something I'm, I'm very open about. In fact, I uh, actually shared this with a voter who emailed me recently and asked why I supported Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a, a pro-lifer. Um, but I have his vote. So oh. well, uh, pretty excited damn. about that. Uh, so here's my story. Um, when I was 22, 21? Shit. It doesn't matter. Uh, Same thing. um, I was was about to leave college. Mm -hmm. And um, it must have been 22. And I... uh, (laughs) This is how my brain works. And I I was about to move out of my apartment in Lawrence. Uh, My best friend and I lived in an apartment together. And um, I was uh, raped uh, the last night I was... We lived in that apartment. We had gone out, um, met a couple guys... She really liked one of the guys. I didn't care about the other one, but I was like, sure, we can have him back to our apartment and have some drinks, whatever. It's not a big deal. I went to bed and I woke up to this guy having sex with me. And it was, um, shocking, obviously. Um, and I didn't know what to do. So I, I ran out of my room. Mm-hmm. And I just ran into my best friend's room, into her closet, literally standing in her closet, crying oh, and yeah. calling the cops. And she was like trying to help me, and we're trying to figure it out. The cops came. Mm. Nothing happened. Nothing. Um, I went. I, I mean, I did. I went to the hospital. Um, had a rape kit. All the things happened. I went to the police station afterwards. Didn't sleep that night. Um, he was arrested when the police came, but then, or at least questioned, mm-hmm. um, but nothing ever happened to him. Um, I, I, I moved away from Lawrence that next day. Right. Um, and like, there's nothing worse than being sexually assaulted and then your parents coming up to move you out of your apartment. Right. Like, like oh, hours God. later. Jesus. Um, so... Uh, so that was interesting. But then I had to spend the next like year of my life, like trying to a become an adult and get a real job and join the workforce mm-hmm. uh, during a re- what was leading up to a recession. Uh, and during trauma. Right. Yeah. And I was uh, going through some trauma. Um, mm-hmm. And the detectives who were assigned to the case never reach out to me ever to tell me anything. So I was constantly calling them. And this it was me with my just natural anxiety that I have inside my body all the time, right. um, at my new job as a 22, 22 year old, 23 year old, um, I was a baby as far as I'm concerned, yes. I was going out to my car, trying not to have a panic attack and dial the phone number of the detective and ask him a question because like just the idea of, of asking him where it was and where things were was so anxiety inducing. Um, and it got to the point where I just, I had to stop calling because I couldn't, I couldn't call anymore and I was getting nothing. They wouldn't call me back. They didn't answer my questions, whatever it was. Nothing ever came of it. And see, that's what's sad. That's what's sad. They rely on people to, to get to that point that you got to. Like they don't. 
I, I got so, I got so, I was so dejected yeah. um, and so anxious about it. I, I literally, it was better for my mental health to move on than to keep trying to press it. You know what I mean? Like it was, Absolutely. it got to that point. Jesus. Um, and, and so it, it, it's one of those things where um, I like to be very open about it now. Um, and I shared this, not, not the whole story, of course, right. but I shared with this voter um, when he asked me, why I support Planned Parenthood because they endorsed me. So we saw that on my website. And I said, I was raped when I was 22. And what that means to me is what, what Planned Parenthood means to me is frankly, it's a lifeline to women who are in my position um, and women who are in different positions. But for a woman in my position, having gone through this lived experience, um, what I know is that at that point in my life, not only was I not able to handle motherhood, um, I was not willing to give birth to my rapist's child. Um, That is not something that I I could, I could emotionally handle. It's not something I wanted to physically put myself through. And we should, and you shouldn't fucking have to. And I shouldn't have to. Right. Um, Part of the reason that I probably didn't get pregnant though, is that I was given a morning after pill during my um, rape exam or whatever wow. it was like, Good. so they asked me if I wanted one and I said, yes. Yes. Uh, so I, I was, I took it and all of that. So I don't know if that's why I didn't get pregnant. I don't know if I just never would have doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't what matter. matters is that if it had happened, that I had the ability to make the decision for myself in that moment about whether or not I wanted to become a mother under those circumstances. As you should. Um, yes. And, and see, that's what I, people don't take into, like, I don't, yeah, or I, they just I, don't care. I don't, like, listen, it's, it's, it's a woman's right to decide, period. But, right. like, I don't, I, people don't think of all of those kind of circumstances. Like, no. there's so much trauma. I, I ugh. Oof, no no just, person who who ends a pregnancy, I, I truly believe this. No one does it flippantly. Like for Even fun. Even if it's an easy decision, right? it's still not a flippant decision. It is Agreed. something that you consider and you think about what your future could be. You think about what mm-hmm. your present is. You think about your past. You, I mean, you, you consider all of the things. Right. Well, and then and, you make a determination. You, you think of a long term thing, whereas I think people again, huh, many people against it only think mm-hmm. of it as they're like, I'm doing quotation marks, <laughs> pro life. Yep. When really they're pro birth because yes. they're not considering, they don't want to help the child after birth. Right. They don't right. agree with any kind of assistance they don't want to help with health care they don't want to mm-hmm. help with right. with food they don't like Medicaid, it's just they yes. don't want right. yeah it's so like you keep like you pro can't fetus. have it both ways it's mm-hmm. not pro-life so it's, it's pro-fetus yeah it's it's, yeah. it's, it's pro it's really keeping a woman in her place is what it really is that's i mean and that's what it is right like it, it, right. it's about controlling women's bodies but Correct. we've gotten so far away from i mean we, we've had generations of politicians talking about it in different 
words, basically using coded language, mm-hmm. the same that way that people talk about race um, and race yeah. issues in yeah, our yeah, country. Yeah. It's all coded language. They're not going to come out and say it's because we hate women and want to control them, but that's what it is. And they're it not going to say it's because they is. hate black people and they want to control them, but that's what it is. Yes. And whether they are willing to admit that to themselves, they will not. They may not be able to. In fact, they're probably not able to. Right. But that is the crux of it. And as a woman, um, and as a, an unabashed feminist, right. um, it is, it's, I don't know. I, right. It's, me, just like, it's just because you, you I'm pro-life, I don't like pro-life. Did I say pro-life? Yeah, Jesus. That was weird. Because I'm pro-choice. <laughs> it doesn't mean that beep. I. <laughs> that was Ashley's beep, not Carly's. <laughs> It doesn't mean that I'm like, woo, let's get knocked up and yes. like go fucking have Thank an abortion you. for fun. Exactly. exactly. You know what that would be like, fun? Yeah. Nothing. One, Not it. Yeah. 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 The, the argument against abortion always feels like it's again, it's saying, uh, silly, silly ladies who don't know how to make their own choices. I or mean, they don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Or, the worst is well, you should have kept your legs closed. Man, As I will. If, punch it's a you one in your man, dick. a one man thing, or a right. one person thing to get pregnant. Right, right. it's real gross. Oops, I guess I, I shouldn't walk bow legged or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Fuck, I man. shouldn't exit my house vagina first. Oh god, <laughs> not again! Gosh, Ashley, that's what's. How else am I going to get elected? That's what vagina first. <laughs> <laughs> that that's your new campaign slogan. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> that's that's what's like so much of this to me now is obvious, but growing up, it <sighs> there's so much that I have learned and figured out in the last like 10, 15 years. It just like it continues to blow my mind. And it's books I read, it's things I watch, it's documentaries, it's like, it's just, like, the 13th on Netflix, like, holy shit. There's so many things that we weren't taught. Yep. But even about, you know, like, I didn't think about how, you know, Hillary was judged on what she wore and how she talked and... Mm -hmm. And men aren't. <laughs> yeah. I do remember, I will say, I one of the, again, another reason I love my mother is that when I was a kid, I, I remember very clearly um, how she talked about Hillary um, in relation to Bill uh, when he was president. And she yeah. talked about <laughs> the discrimination that uh, Hillary faced. And she, she showed, she told me about those things. She also That's told me amazing. about how she was a, she was an escort for Planned Parenthood when she was in college, you know? So like I had this, this example of a person who knows what it is to give back, who knows what it is to empathize with another person, um, and that's so huge to me. It's, I think it's why to this day, I love reading memoirs. Like yes. a memoir is my jam. I want to know your life experience. Tell me about the hard things. Tell me about the good things. Like l- let me walk in your shoes for like eight hours and right. like just live in it. Like I love that. I'm all right. about um, family dynamics. It's like yes. super yeah, interesting. It is my jam. That's your fucking jam. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys read Heartland? Yes. 
Wait, yes. I just a, read it. That, was that the book club book? Yes. It was Where Sarah. Was that? Uh, yeah, the chick from Kansas, right? Yeah, she's yes. from Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's from yeah. like Wichita. I should. Um, <laughs> the chick from Kansas. Oh, that Sorry. one lady. <laughs> she, I think she works for like, she's like a contributor to like NPR yes. now. Like, like she's, she's a big deal. So when I say yeah, she's, chick, she's a big she's chick. Star? Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, she's a yeah, big she's deal. fantastic. Yeah, but I, I, so I got that recommendation actually from someone in our district who's a big supporter of my campaign. Uh, he's an attorney. We've had a few co- phone conversations, and he's, you know, we've talked about some stuff. And he's like, "Oh, you should read this book." And I read it, and I told him how much I loved it because I don't think he, knew, he, he had no idea I loved memoirs. And so, you know, it was just, it was perfect. No, that's you loved it. It's, uh, yeah, that's. So I related a lot to that book. My like my dad grew up in Natoma, Kansas, which is like close to Hayes. It's a very it's, Is that a it real just, place? It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was like so much of the stuff she talked about, the farming and the dynamics of it were it was so interesting to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good. Okay. So good. Last question, and it's Carly and I's probably one of our most no, favorite it's a, questions. It's the best question. Go. Are you good at taking compliments? No. <laughs> Perfect. Give so yourself bad. one. <laughs> we gotcha. It's the best. <laughs> Do it. I raised over $7,000 last week for my campaign. <gasps> what? Damn, girl. In one week. That's that really is good. so fucking cool. Yeah. That's a good compliment. That's amazing. So, like, yeah, yeah, good job. Thank you. I'm really yeah. proud of myself. <laughs> that, I mean, as wait, you should be. Wait, and last week was a short week because it was Labor Day. That's even and, fucking better. And it's fucking quarantine. Right. Like, this isn't normal campaigning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're a badass bitch. You're a badass oh, thank bitch. You so much. Um, I will say this: I'm, I'm, I'm giving myself that compliment because yes. I'm so bad at asking people for money. Oh, Even it's the worst. As a business it. owner who has to take money from clients, it has been a struggle learning how to talk about money and ask yeah. people for money. And so to do that on a campaign and have to make direct asks, yeah. It gives me. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. Hey, hey you guys, that's one of my jobs. (laughs) (laughs) It's the worst. (laughs) I hate it so bad. My uh, one of my good friends used to work for the DCCC in DC, and she would. I mean, her whole job was fundraising, and she'd have to call people and ask them for money all day long. And I just remember being like. Oh fuck that! No, fuck no. That. I'd no, rather like go that. hide under a table. But <laughs> yeah, to, just to be hung up on and rejected all day? Right. Absolutely not. No, no. I, I don't, I don't, I can't handle it. I don't have the, oh. I don't have the emotional fortitude. Oh my god, who is that pooch? Oh, <laughs> that's Jasper. He's my baby puppy. And he, he loves me. <laughs> He's so excited. He just uh, remembered Jessica was here. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. That's so cute. <laughs> he is very cute. <laughs> Isn't he a little idiot? Look at him. Oh, my God. He's a precious I love him. I tried to get my dogs to come up to hang out with me in my office tonight, and they just straight up refused. They were, like, oh, snoring and looked at me the, like I was an asshole. The big one just left because yeah. my kid came down because she couldn't open the melatonin. <laughs> 
Is that and what then, that was? I was yeah. She she had to get her melatonin so she'd go to sleep, and then the big dog left with her. Well, you know, he likes to snuggle. It's him. Oh. It's him, sister. <laughs> That's so sweet. Oh, he's so good. Okay, uh, so, so the first thing I want to mention is that go to Ashley, and it's A-S-H-L-E-Y, for Missouri.com. Oh, it's not Missouri. No. It's, <laughs> there's, and also there's no Z's in Missouri. No. So no, no. it's M-I-S-S, <laughs> there's no Z's, O-U-R-I. Dot com. We're not KU fans. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm not sorry. There's no Z's in that goddamn word. Or Ruz. Right. So. (laughs) And check out Ashley. Yes, please. Please. Donate. Get involved. Donate. Get involved. Check me out. Go hand stuff out to people. Yes, please. I'm gonna do phone calls, text people, write postcards, whatever. I'm just gonna walk. Does it, I don't don't make me call. <laughs> okay, so uh, here's to ladies. Let's start listening to what they have to say. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.